Welcome to our GSP Ace of the Day segment, a show where I'll offer my picks for each and every day of the 2023 Australian Open. Day 12 of the year's first major is upon us. What does that mean for tennis fans? It means two things. A, we are oh so close to crowning our first major champions of the 2023 season. And B, it means we've got outstanding action the rest of this event, our men's single semifinal on tap for tonight. Two fascinating matches for oh so different reasons. Of course, on today's show, what I want to do for all of you tennis fans is preview each of those men's singles semifinal battles. The first between Stefano Tsitsipas and Karen Hatchinov. The second between Novak Djokovic and Tommy Paul. Of course, as I have also done each and every day on this show, I not only want to offer my thoughts on the match, I want to offer my predictions for how I see it all unfolding. I want to turn to our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook to look for value in the odds they offer. Value you can capitalize on as a tennis fan, of course, thus far through this event. We have worked our way to the positives. 21-15-1 overall, a .47 units for the event. Now, we've been very tentative from the start with the wagers that we've placed. Simply put, it's the first slam of the year. We haven't seen that much tennis out of anyone so far here in 2023. And as we get closer to the French Open, Wimbledon, U.S. Open, certainly the wagers will get larger as we feel more comfortable making assessments on each and every player competing. That said, first major of the year, 21-15-1, our one outstanding wager, a futures bet on Novak Djokovic, who has moved from minus 110 when we bet on him to minus 450 to capture the title. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good as we head into the home stretch of this event. That said, you're only as good as yesterday's performance, and yesterday was a good day for us here at Crack Rackets. We go 2-0 overall on the day, a .82 units for the round. We earned victories via our dear friends Alina Rabakina and Arena Sabalenka. Rabakina, Sabalenka, straight set victories in the semifinal. That said, Rabakina, Azarenka, those straight sets did hit the over. We had over 21 and a half games. They end up playing 22. I said on yesterday's show it was going to get sweaty. It certainly did. But shout out to Rabakina, Azarenka, Sabalenka, delivering us victories on day number 11. Again, that leaves us 21-15-1, up 0.47 units overall for the year's first major. Three days left. Let's hit that 60 percent win percentage threshold. Let's try and get as high up on that unit count as possible. With that in mind, again, Today's topic, men's single semifinal preview and picks. If you're looking for a women's semifinal recap, hop on over to our mini break podcast feed where we've recapped each and every day of this 2023 Australian Open. Of course, if you're looking for additional tennis content, there's only one place to turn to. And that, of course, is our website, CrackedRackets.com. With that said, let's get to it. I got two aces for all of you here on day number 12. Here are my GSP aces of the day for this men's single semifinal round. Let's start with the Tsitsipas-Hachinov battle. That's certainly on paper the battle that projects to be the closer of the two affairs. According to our friends at DraftKings, Stefano Tsitsipas, a minus 270 money line favorite. That actually opened at minus 250, so... Sharks, sharps, the betters, odds makers have 
subsequently tilted towards Tsitsipas, who, for what it's worth, via Tennis Abstract, a 73.9% favorite entering this matchup. And why is that the case? Not only because Stefano Tsitsipas is competing in his third consecutive Australian Open semifinal, not only because Stefano Tsitsipas has reached a slam final where Hatchinov has not, not only is it because Tsitsipas is the higher ranked of the two players, but perhaps most pressingly, Stefano Tsitsipas is 5-0. and in his career against Karen Hatchinov. Now, two of those victories came in a three-set win, but four of the five victories for Tsitsipas against Hatchinov, perhaps most importantly, they came on outdoor hard court. Tsitsipas wins over Hatchinov, excuse me, three of the four. In Shanghai twice, he beat him in Canada in 2021, three and two. Tsitsipas also went over Hatchinov indoors in Rotterdam, 7-5 in the third. He beat him 6-3 in the third in Rome on clay last season. Why has Stefano Tsitsipas had so much success in his matchups against Karen Hatchinov? Because his serve has dominated. Hatchinov in their head-to-head battles. Tsitsipas holding 88.3% of the time in his five victories. That number would rank fourth on the ATP Tour if extended throughout the course of a full season. Now, again, it's a five-match sample size, but Tsitsipas's ability in particular, A, to hit with pace through Hatchinov's forehand. Yes, the Hatchinov serve-forehand combination is probably the Russian's biggest and most effective weapon. That said, Tsitsipas plays with such pace and hits his first strike with such depth that the extreme nature of Hatchinov's grip on the forehand side is impacted by that Tsitsipas aggression that, you know, Hatchinov doesn't quite have time to make clean contact with the ball, to set his feet and fully turn into the ball, which is, of course, when his forehand and every player's forehand is most effective. But again, Tsitsipas has dominated the forehand-to-forehand exchanges in the film I've watched of this matchup, at least the matchups they've played but against one another thus far. Shout out to YouTube for having clips available of seemingly every match we've seen since roughly 2015. But again, credit to Stefano Tsitsipas, who has not only looked like an elite server against Hatchinov in his career, he has been an elite server throughout the course of this 2023 Australian Open. And, you know, again, you look for Stefano Tsitsipas, who is undefeated to start this season. He's won nine consecutive matches, including the four he won at United Cup during that stretch. He's holding 92.8% of the time. That would be better than what Nick Kyrgios finished. He was at 92.3% last season, number one server on the ATP Tour. It's only a nine-match sample size, but Pass has been better than that throughout the course of this season. And I mean, he's played some of the best returners in the world, right? In a Yannick Sinner, in a Daniil Medvedev, certainly... You know, guys like Borna Chorich, David Goffin, going to put a ton of returns in play, and Tsitsipas has had so much success on serve against all of them. In fact, you look for Stefano Tsitsipas through five matches played at this event. He's been broken a grand total of six times, and in three matches against Hichikanta, Greek Spore, against Lechechka in the quarterfinals, he had a clean sheet on serve, went unbroken through each of those three of his five victories here at the Australian Open, and you know, again, he's faced some adversity as well. Up two sets to love, Yannick Sinner starts playing top 10 tennis. And, you know, Sinner is one of the 15 best returners, 10 best returners on tour, puts so many returns deep at your feet. And, you know, then if you hit him a neutral ball, Sinner is going to, with pace, with heaviness of ball, 
you know, attack that Tsitsipas backhand. And yet that backhand held up, but perhaps more importantly, the Tsitsipas serve forehand, it remained consistent throughout the course of the match and was ultimately the biggest weapon in the biggest stage and the most frequently and well-executed weapon throughout the course of the match. And that's how Tsitsipas fights off 22 of 26 break points and ultimately earns that five-set victory. And again, nine matches, it's a small sample size, but who has he beaten? Medvedev, Dimitrov, Chorich, Sinner, Lachetchka, ha- you know, even Quinton Halise played Novak Djokovic really well that first week of the season in Adelaide. Tsitsipas has been exceptional to start this 2023 season. And, you know, because it's only a nine-match sample size, I look at his break percentage. He's breaking 24.1% of the time, which would barely be a top 20 number on the ATP Tour, but is a 3% improvement from his career average. And again, that backhand return, as we all know, has been the thing that's plagued him most against elite competition, at least thus far in his career. To some extent, Lachetschka did. To some extent, Berrettini did in the United Cup. Certainly, Sinner was able to find that backhand wing and earn him themselves free opportunities. But again, as good as those guys have been, Tsitsipas has been even better at executing the bread and butter of his game. The first serve, the first strike with the forehand, it allows him to be that much more aggressive as a returner. He continues to get better as a mover as well. Stefano Tsitsipas turns 25 years old this year in August. That makes sense. He continues to look, you know, again, a little bit better. And it's a third straight semifinal for him in here in Australia. Fourth straight, uh, excuse me, fourth Australian Open semifinal overall. Sixth major semifinal of his career. He's 6-0 and whenever he's reached the quarterfinal stage. This is still, I would say, though, you know, because he's only made one major final in his career, Stefano Tsitsipas. Of course, that was at the 2021 French Open where, though Djokovic forgot in a press conference earlier, this event, he beat Tsitsipas from two sets to love down. You know, again, you look for Tsitsipas, who's competing in a sixth slam semifinal. Who has he lost to in those slam semifinals? Medvedev twice on hard courts, Djokovic on clay, Rafa on hard courts, and he beat Zverev in five sets to get to that Roland Garros final. Here's what I'm saying. Medvedev, Medvedev, Djokovic, Nadal, Zverev. And it was an informed Zverev, feels worth noting. All of those players are a tier above Karen Hatchinov. This is the first time in his career Stefano Tsitsipas enters a slam semifinal as the definitive favorite. And I bet this is the first time he enters it as a gambling favorite as well. That does feel worth noticing. And why I bring that up is Tsitsipas has been so good as a front runner. Really, throughout the course of this 2020, uh, throughout the course of this 2023 Australian Open and 2023 season, for what it's worth, Tsitsipas 16 and 11 against top 20 opponents in his last 52 weeks, and seven of those top 20 losses came to top 10 guys. He's lost to Djokovic four times, Rublev once, Zverev once, Felix once. You have to execute extraordinarily well if you want to have a shot against Stefano Tsitsipas with how well he's playing, particularly on hard courts, particularly on these hard courts throughout the course of his career. But look, Hatchinov has stepped things up himself. Semifinals at back-to-back majors. I've said this stat repeatedly over the past few days. He's made 19 second, uh, third round or later appearances at his last 22 majors played he's always one of the 32 best guys in the world. He's maybe your litmus test for what it means to get into the top 25, get into the top 20. You could argue he's his generation's Roberto Bautista Goot, just that standard of excellence. And I mean, look, Corda was weary 
in the quarterfinals. But Hatchinov wins two bagel sets consecutively in his round of 16 match against a very much informed Yoshihito Nishioka. He wins a four-set match against Tiafo, despite the fact that, you know, again, Tiafo's up 6-3 in that fourth set breaker, seemed to have all the momentum on his side. Nope, Hatchinov holds on, gets the win. That's why he builds that two sets to love lead. He's yet to drop a first set in any of the five matches he's played. And I know that first set against Seppi Korda went 7-6, but he broke Korda right out of the gates. And I think he's gotten off to really good starts here at this event. Hatchinov is also 18-7 and over the past three months since the start of last year's U.S. Open. 18-7 and overall. The losses, Djokovic, Rude, Medvedev, Korda, Evans, Draper. Um, and he lost to, excuse me, Djokovic twice. That's not bad. Like, who's the worst loss in that group? Draper, who we lost to four and six, who he was playing for a second consecutive week, which is really hard to beat anyone who's similar in level to you two weeks consecutively. Like, Hatchinov's been really good. He's holding serve 84.5% of the time. That would be a top 25 number. He's breaking serve 24.7% of the time. That would be a top 25 number. Is he elite in either category? No. But he's good, in, he's good at everything. And by the way, th- those statistics very much indicate what we see with our eyes in Karen Hatchinov, a guy who can dominate with his serve, which can clock 130 with his forehand, which when he has set up with his feet set, not only is it powerful, heavy, but he can hit it cross court. He can hit it inside out. He can hit it inside in, hit all of the spots. He's willing to move forward, even if he's not the most natural volleyer. But again, the pace of his weapons makes his volleys pretty easy and he knows where to go, what to do with them. Has the big first serve, has the six foot six size. You feel like he has the strength to handle the heaviness of the Pass ball. And, you know, yet you look for Karen Hatchinov, five and 14, in his last 52 weeks against top 20 opponents. And, you know, again, I do worry that this is where the ceiling, where the big weapon, the big serve, the big forehand, they overwhelm the Hatchinov forehand enough. You know, he he hits a good backhand, good depth, good pace, great at absorbing pace on that wing. But will he be able to overwhelm Tsitsipas in backhand-to-backhand exchanges? I wouldn't say overwhelm with how well Steph has played this event. It's big serve burst big forehand on both sides. And I just think, again, Tsitsipas is executing his first strike tennis better than any player maybe right now, any of the mortals, so not Djokovic, not Nadal, any of the rest, probably better than any player on tour. I think this match is going to get be really close. And I think we'll get to that side of the equation when we talk about ace of the day number two. But I think Tsitsipas wins this. Again, I had a minus 250 when I took this match. He's now up to minus 270. We'll stick with the odds we have because I believe it's already been tweeted out. Tsitsipas minus 250 over Hatchinov. We're going to stick with the money line because the game spread, even at minus two and a half, three and a half games is minus 140. That scares me. Like, I just think Hatchinov could win a set, get the early break, have success with his own servant forehand, which he's executed so well, you know, against Tiafo, against Korda, against everyone he's played. He's just executing well right now. He will keep this match competitive. But man, I just. I think Tsitsipas wins. I think Tsitsipas is ready for this moment. Give me Tsitsipas, the minus 250 money line. We're going to throw that to get the odds better, obviously, into a parlay. I'm going to go with Krejcikova and Yakova. The duo has won every title there is to win at the junior level, at the professional level. They've won all four majors, plus the year-end finals last year to put that final feather in their cap. Minus 425 over a talented duo, Marta Kostyuk, 
might be the most talented player on the court. Elena Gabriela Russa played a really good singles event, clearly informed their confident they have nothing to lose. But go watch Krejcikova and Sinyakova. They are a well-oiled machine. I'll take them at the minus 425 money line, throw them together with Tsitsipas. Now it's a minus 139 money line. That's much more palatable. We'll throw that together. That's ace of the day, number one. Again, the serves Tsitsipas forehand. I expect that to just draw errors, those shank errors we see off of that Hatchinoff forehand wing when he tends to struggle. And then, you know, again, I just I don't think Hatchinoff is quite dynamic enough with his backhand, quite consistent enough with his first serve to overwhelm that Tsitsipas backhand, particularly as Tsitsipas knows it's coming. He's played it better throughout the course of this tournament. Give me Steph to advance, parlayed with Krejcikova, Sinyakova, minus 139, half a unit to win 0.36. That's ace of the day number one, ace of the day number two. Just to put the final thought on that Hatchinoff-Tsitsipas match, I think it goes over. I think we get four sets. Like, Hatchinoff is executing too well. He's too sound physically. He's 0-5 against Tsitsipas, but again, two of the five matches have gone the distance. And when you're 0-5 against someone, you're the unequivocal underdog, which is always when I love Hatchinoff at his best, when he has absolutely nothing to lose, can play freely, he's confident, he's fresh physically, two days off for both of these players. So again, I think they're both going to be fit. His serve and forehand are big enough to give Tsitsipas some troubles, even if not overwhelming troubles. I think he gets a set in this match. I think it goes four. And you can bet Tsitsipas four set win. You can get plus odds on that. Or you can just take the over. 39 and a half games in this match, which is essentially saying it's going to go uh, at least four sets, which I really do think this one does. And I think we get at least one tiebreak set as well. And if it's like a 7-6, 4-6, 7-5, then you're 35 games in and you get the win as long as the match finishes. And I, I feel that sort of scoreline. I don't see a lopsided set in this one. Give me Hatchinoff, Tsitsipas, minus 125. We'll throw that together because uh, it's just... Yeah, I like it, but isn't there, you know, again, there's a world where it's 6-6-6 six, six, and six, or 5-5-6. Five, five, and Tsitsipas wins a really tightly contested but straight set match, and, you know, again, that would go, on, or straight sets goes under 39 and a half. You really need it to go straight, and that Hatchinov has never been in a slam final. That Hatchinov is 0-5 against Tsitsipas. That's why I don't feel great about this bet. I'm not going to throw a ton on it, but let's have some fun with it. Let's join the overs club here on men's semifinal Saturday. Let's take the over Hatchinov Tsitsipas and parlay it with the over and Djokovic Paul as well. Djokovic Paul over 29 and a half games in that match is minus 135. Now that has to be three tightly contested or Tommy Paul has to manage to sneak a set in that match. Certainly the numbers will suggest to you that that's not going to be the case. You look according to our dear friends at DraftKings, Djokovic a minus 1800, which means you have to bet $18 to win one in return. So you have to bet $180 to win what? 100 in return um, on a Djokovic bet. He's an 87.2% favorite against Tommy Paul. Now, the two of them have never played, but Djokovic has dropped one set in this match. He says he's as healthy as he's been, and he looked as good as he's looked against Rublev in a straight set victory in the quarterfinals. He you know, a similar player with physical capabilities of Tommy Paul, Demonauer, who is able to extend rallies, no glaring weakness, but maybe no obvious weapons as well. Djokovic beat Demonauer 2-1-2 two, two 
And so all signs point towards Novak Djokovic in this match. There's no doubt about that. Djokovic in his, you know, 52 and 7 in his last 52 weeks. The win percentage is above his career average. The hold percentage is 3% above his career average. And as I've said on prior podcasts, this is Michael Jordan's second three-peat slam, Novak Djokovic, where he sort of has turned into this serve bot who hits his approach shots and attacks behind his serve more efficiently than any other player on the ATP Tour, just another wrinkle in his skill set. He has been that good. He has been that consistent. He has been that dominant. And you look for him in his career, obviously looking to win a 10th Australian Open title. He's 241-13 and in his career at the majors against opponents ranked outside the top 50, uh, 20. He's won 95% of his matches when he faces a lower challenger, hasn't lost one since the 2020 U.S. Open where he got defaulted against Carreño Busta, hasn't lost a full match against a not-top-20 opponent since Cecchinato beat him in four sets at the 2018 French Open. Djokovic beats who he's supposed to beat. He does it everywhere. At the slams, it's even more magnified. That's why he's competing for his 22nd consecutive slam. Novak Djokovic is going to win this match. That said, if Novak Djokovic is the name brand, Tommy Paul's the Kirkland version. He's what you're getting at Costco or the Kroger brand or wherever it is you do your shopping. You know, Tommy Paul is an elite athlete. I'm not saying he's the best on the ATP Tour, but he's in the conversation. Tommy Paul can do everything well. And over the past six months, while he's gone 29 and 14, winning two-thirds of his matches, he's one of just 10 top 50 players to rank top 25 in both hold and break percentage. We saw him absorb pace against Ben Shelton. We saw him dish out first strike tennis against Ben Shelton. We saw him last physically against RBA, against Davidovich Fokina, against Brooksby. We've seen Tommy Paul beat top 10 players before. He beats, albeit a wounded, but he beats Rafa in Paris. He beat Zverev at Indian Wells, Alcaraz in Canada. This is a former world junior number one, a former junior slam champion, a guy who's always cool as the other side of the pillow, who's ready for the big moments, who said, yeah, it's disappointing to play Djokovic at the same time. I want to play Djokovic because this is what I've dreamed of, this opportunity to, even if you lose to Novak Djokovic, to have a shot at the best, at the biggest stages, I think we see primetime Tommy. I think Tommy keeps this match close. I don't know how he hurts Djokovic over the course of four hours. I think he can turn into some forehands. I think Djokovic might get a little impatient and be un- not be quite prepared for the improv- improvisational excellence against Paul, though. Then again, he was so prepared against Demon Hour. This is a bet on Tommy more than a bet against Djokovic. I think Djokovic wins this match in straight sets. What I'm really hoping we get is one seven six set. If we get a 7-6-6-3-6-3, 13 plus 18 is 31. That goes over the 29 and a half games. That is the spread being offered here at minus 135 odds. Look, this one's tough because I do think Djokovic cruises. I would bet on Novak Djokovic to win this match. I would bet on him to win it in straight sets. Let's take the over and have some fun. Let's have some battles on our hand tonight. Even if he gets through in straights, let's hope Tommy plays a couple of competitive sets, which I think he is the sort of athlete. He's the sort of big match player to be capable of doing it. That's ace of the day number two in over parlay, over 39 and a half games in Hatchinoff CT Pass, minus 125 odds, plus over 29 and a half games in Djokovic Paul, plus uh, minus 135 odds. You parlay those two things together. The odds, my friend, they look 
pretty darn good. Plus 213 odds on that overs parlay. We're going to put a quarter of a unit on that to win 0.53. And then again, we're rooting for a competitive day number 12 here. I do think Djokovic gets through. He's just better at all the things than Tommy, even if Tommy is now very good at everything. But give me Paul, uh, give me Djokovic over 29 and a half games. Let's rock and roll. So with that said, to recap, my day 12 aces of the day. Let's go. Krechikova Sinyakova money line parlayed with Tsitsipas's minus 139, half a unit to win 0.36. We'll go parlay number two, over 39 and a half games in Hatchinoff. Tsitsipas parlayed with the over 29 and a half games in Djokovic. Paul. 0.25 units to win 0.53 as we have plus 213 odds there. Please give us a competitive quarter, excuse me, semifinal round of action tennis gods. That is what we will be rooting for here on this show. With that said, again, for all of your recap content, turn to our mini break podcast feed. A shout out as always to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the f- of an editing job he does day in, day out, making all of this content possible. A reminder coming up this weekend to help fill the gap with this Australian Open ending comes the start of the 2023 college tennis season. You can watch the ceremonial opening weekend ITA kickoff action available for free over on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel. Coverage starts Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time and carries all the way through Monday. With that said, again, for our fantastic super producer, Daniel Westhoff, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Those are your day 12 GSP aces of the day. With that in mind, you know what we tell all of you listeners. May the odds be ever in your favor. Good luck, everyone. Thank you.